Welcome to the Ripple Fishing Report. I'm your host, Brad Long. Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Ripple Fishing Report. Today we're talking to Captain Lionel James over in Destin. How you doing, Lionel? Not too bad, man. What's happening? What's happening? Man, not too much. So, uh, have you been, uh, I don't know, I was going <laughs> to say a, a man all over town, but you've been all over the state. Or yeah, yeah, country just, like I all over, man. Um, fourteen hours to Key West. It was yeah, really dope. Yeah. yeah. Well, so what's been going on at home in Destin? Uh, you know, I went fishing today, and it was a little sporty on the beach. Yeah. However, with a little bit of practice and time on water, there's a way to find these fish and catch them. Um. But you know there was there was a good bunch of redfish to be caught. I did throw it on my stories on both Instagram and Facebook, and I'll put something up on YouTube whenever I can. Man, it's been crazy. But the redfish, you know, this this month, it's typically pretty good if you could find like these clear patches of water. And it's funny how the current runs and works because if you're way east it's typically a little bit clear because I, I'm not sure. One thing I need to figure out is how, what makes the current, how it flows in this area. Yeah. Um, but you know, as you get further into the West side, Oklahoma's Island and further down, you know, that grass tends to stay put there. And, you know, we've, I found a lot, a good stretch of clear on, I guess you could say the West side of Destin, Oklahoma Island area. Yeah. And then further, the further down you go, it was just right on the beach. So, for the most part, that's where I was finding all the redfish at today was in this like pocket from the shoreline to about probably about fifty or sixty feet out where Yeah, so the they're current... right up in there, huh? Yeah, you know, there's a ton of like bait right now. So like if you're a fisherman, a fly fisherman, especially, uh it's a great time to walk the beach because there's all these little I want uh, all these little baits floating around. And these big schools. So there's ladyfish, obviously the redfish that we're talking about. There's bluefish all around. And there's a bunch of sharks as well too. So it's a great time to get out there and just catch anything on a fly ride. You know what I mean? Yeah, man. I wonder. Um, do you know what that is? The the little bait you're talking about? Uh, and I do, but I get greenies. Okay, so just little are, yeah. juvenile. Uh, yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. Um, I was wondering. So Brant Brant talks about what does he call it? A blood minnow or something? He thinks that yeah. those are like tiny little juvenile ladyfish. I mean, like an inch or two, you know, tiny little glass yeah. minnow type things. But this time of year, he said they see a lot of those and they kind of flush out of the bay in Pensacola. I was wondering right. if it was something like that That's over there. Happened here, um, and it should happen any day now, maybe into next month too, and you'll see them all through all through the fall, which is. Fall is a great time for fishing, especially fly fishing for like bonitas, you know, because those those fish are all over those blood minnows. Yeah. Um, and so it's 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 pretty dope. But for the most part, what I saw was greenies this way, and uh, yeah, they're kind of just all over the place, you know. Yeah. Did you did you see any tar? Because I saw the reels you put up um, of the redfish, and those are some nice fish too. Did uh did you see any tarpon while you were on the beach uh, looking around? You today? know. I Today, I ran over probably about six today. Yeah. Uh, but at the same time, the water where I was at was still really, really cloudy. And then today, I had a lot of overcast. So yeah. it made it really tough. Yeah. You know, you had a good swell on the beach, uh, a current moving one way. So when you cast the fish, the undercurrent, you know, was pushing the baits out instead of down. And, yeah. you know, so 
it was really, really difficult today. Yeah. Um, it sounds like it, man. Hard. Just, just with the cloud, <laughs> the clouds alone, man, the make it, alone. make it hard. Uh, so luckily for us, like the packs we were fishing is really clear and we could see these fish from, you know, you can see these fish pretty well, Yeah. but trying to keep the boat. And for me, I was even better that I had clients that were familiar with casting and looking for fish because it would have been really difficult if I had to do it. Um, and then try to keep the boat safe. So yeah. pretty much the day was, you know, I was just a boat driver putting people on, you know, on fish. So yeah. um, it was pretty cool. Yeah. So what are you, what are you hearing, uh, about the offshore bite? Uh, obviously this time of year, well, it's sort of between, I guess, seasons, but. Should... Well, I, I don't know. Like when you come to the seasons, I mean, you know, I think seasons move around and, and we're getting ready to switch to fall. It kind of today kind of felt like fall this morning or like the pre- Fall, but then here, you know, it's August, so typically August and September are pretty high. Well, um, I, I was uh, speaking in terms of, of uh, like, red snapper season closing. But, I, you yeah, know, honestly, so, the way you guys, you know, you can catch them all year round. So, And, and Justin yeah. and I actually talked about what you're saying uh, last week, that that it is slowly beginning to, to, char- to turn over a little bit into fall. Like, you can tell yeah. if you're really paying attention. Would, yeah. I wouldn't jump, you know, it's a super, super slow. Let's let's pump the brakes. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like not even <laughs> but really think, uh, but but yeah, it's 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 happening, yeah. but it's very yeah, subtle. It's for sure, for sure. Today was a little cooler and you kinda just felt it it kinda looked like a a fall morning, you know. Yeah. It wasn't you know how it is when it's in the wintertime, you just look outside, it just looks the air looks different, you know? Yep. Uh it looks different outside. But as far as season goes, you know, my crew is having a great time with these triggerfish. I believe triggerfish opened up last week or two weeks ago. And I know Captain Gabrielle and Captain Brandon have been out there with their clients. Uh I believe I saw a picture of both of them out today catching um some pretty decent size, uh at least keeper size, you know, fifteen inch, sixteen inch uh triggerfish. So yeah. You know, trigger fish are in abundance. Um, it is really, really hard to find a 15-inch one. So if you do or you find two or three, you, you know, it's pretty cool because <laughs> a lot of ones you're going to catch are going to be like 14, 14 and a half, you know, right right under that. Yeah, that man, limit. like but, five to one. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, that's it's, cool, it's, though. You know, we're, our crew is good with that, you know what I mean? Like, it keeps the, keep the rod bent, and we're all good. You yep, know? yep. I'm good with so, it, too, man. And it's, you know, they uh, – it's you know it's it gets disheartening about the fifth or sixth one you measure and it's fourteen inches. It's like how are the how are they all fourteen inches, fourteen and a half? Oh right, you know? I know. Yeah, I know. So it sounds yeah, I like I mean it sounds like the fishing's pretty good in Destin right now. Then I mean just it kind yeah, of depending on I, what you want to do. For sure, for sure. Depending on what you want to do is, is something to be you know caught. You know I know Captain Gabrielle. Uh, on the inshore bite has had a great time season with the not millennials, the mangrove snappers. Um, yeah, something I think you've seen a lot of seen a lot of boats, and I believe she's been out on the jetties as well, uh, cast netting baits like greenies uh, in the morning, and then going out there too. So it's a uh, uh, it's gonna get better, you know, as we get closer to October and these bulls start to get ready to spawn into the bridge so that i guess that's what would be next if you want to in terms of seasons yeah is you know october has always been um i don't know if i want to say infamous but just it's always been a great month for 
bull rags because this is when they're breeding and they're in, in one area per se. Yeah. So yeah. where, where do you typically catch them when that happens is you mentioned the bridge. So are they kind of in the past bridge area of, of death yeah. in there? No, it, in the bridge, it's, it's, it's no secret as far as the outgoing tide or, you know, on the North side of the bridge casting South. Um, yeah. and then the jetties too on outgoing tide, you know, casting South into that, into that hole right there. Does it really uh, even matter what bait that you, that you uh, have? You know, I would say yes, right? You know, first choice, um, and not probably not the most accessible choice to everybody would be a croaker. Yeah. You know, something catch first, but then the second choice would be just going outside the pass or, you know, right on the lip and having some kind of live cigar. You can catch them on the bridge too. Uh, or anything, anything that you can sabiki up by the bridge is probably your, your best bet. Okay. Um, that makes sense. Right. I don't use too many pinfish, so that would probably like, you know, probably be my third or fourth choice. You know, I would try to get a cigar mineral or a thrush in, whatever's by the bridge at that moment. Yeah. Is what you should use. But uh, spot minnows, you know, is another great choice. But some of those things aren't like accessible really easily. You'd have to go throw a cast net or, or catch them in, in the harbor or bay or somewhere like that, too. So, yeah. Yeah. Is is the bridge, does the bait get thick enough around that bridge where you could go there with a sabiki rig and plan to? Oh, yeah. Yeah. The only problem is there is, is like sometimes the current is so quick and strong that it's hard to get that sabiki down there all the way, you yeah. know? Yeah, that makes sense. But you could go there with an empty bucket and have bait and fish there and do it all. Yeah. Yeah. And for sure, you know, those main on the bridge too, that, that, that just gets better and better. Um as we get into fall as well, too. One thing I'm looking forward to fall is the Destin Rodeo. It's, it's uh, yeah, always when, a good time. When does that start? That's the first of October. Oh, wow. The last. So, yeah, it's, uh, it's dope, man. You know, if you're out here, you know, I just encourage everybody to go fishing, walk the beach, uh, the bridge, you know, anywhere you could just kind of, like, get access to. I always say the beach, you know, I'm, I'm kind of – onto the beach but it's just one of the only places that everybody can have access to you know yeah that's a good point and you know you right. can you even and you know where you are is a unique area because there's so much beach that's i don't want to say uninhabited but like hard to access yeah you know what i mean like you you got on those bikes a couple of years ago and you could ride like five miles down a beach yeah and, and there aren't just tons of people flooding it all all around you you're, you're you can kind of find your own space you know for sure, for sure. And I think that's one thing I'm, I've have, I have on my list to focus on next year with YouTube is uh, taking a little bit more time off in the summertime and actually going to show people what I'm, what we're actually talking about. You know, kind of putting everything together. Yeah. Uh, middle of summer, doing a video in the end of summer, you know, and so on and so forth. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, man, it's been good, man. It's been good. It's been busy. But yeah. It's, you know, playing sure. on that. So that's a good a good time to kind of segue over. You've been, you've been busy, so you went to Orlando, did ICAST, and then you, you right. went fishing, and that's what I want to talk about because I've seen pictures, man, of the last week or two. How long? How long? Where? Tell us about it. About Key West, all of it, man. Because you all did right, you fish around fish? Orlando? I, yeah. Okay. Can I go fishing? I did go fishing in Orlando, and we went to we just uh, Lake Hop uh, with my with my nephew and my coach and. uh we caught a bunch of bass, but I cast, listen, for all you guys listening out there, if, if you enjoy fishing and just a, a trade show, it's the biggest trade show fishing you can, can do. 
Uh, I encourage everybody to go out there, whether you just like to fish, you want to see what's new, you want to meet, you know, uh, one of your all-time favorite hosts, TV hosts, or somebody you follow on IG, uh, or if you're new in business and you want to make all the connections to get sponsored, it is the ultimate place to go for fishing conventions. It is the it is the capital of convention, fishing conventions. They haven't put the dates out for next year, but I encourage everybody when the dates come out, if, if you love fishing, it's a great vacation because you can plan it around Disney and Universal and all that stuff right there in Orlando. Yeah, that's um, true. Yeah. And uh, I think as, as I don't want to say I'm, we're all ambassadors to fishing, uh, all of us need to do a better job of like telling that story to get more people to come to ICAST, you know? Yeah. Uh, the more, the better. It is. It is. It's a great it's a great event. I don't know. I can't rave enough about it. You know, you have so much fun there. Uh, I want to go. To- I always forget about yeah. it, to be honest. And and not, I mean, you know, let's remove the podcast from the thing. I'm kind of a gear junkie. I, I like reels and rods, just the gear yeah. that comes with all of it. I, I'm, I just like it. You know, <laughs> I, I have, yeah. I have stuff I don't need. And, uh, you know, I think that's part it, of it. I think I, I really love the fishing industry. I really love fishing, you know, so I guess for me, it's just, it's, it's a love thing because I like looking at the new gadgets, the new trolling motors, the new this, you know, I like, I like all that. And then I like people. So I like interacting with people. So it's, it's actually, it's very, very into my comfort zone of what I like to be around. So yeah. I like looking at new products, new lures, you know, mingling. It's just, it's just who I am. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm through fishing through and through, yeah. you know? Yeah, it's. Uh, I've always heard good things about it, and I know Justin uh, goes down. Um, yeah, I ran him down there. He snuck up on me with his uh, with his uh, uh, GoPro. Give him a shout out. That was dope. <laughs> yep, and uh, uh, you go down there. Uh, I don't think Brant goes every year. I know he has been before. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, I've heard nothing but good things about it though. Sweet. It, it would and be then, fun. Uh, came back, fished a little bit, and then last what's today. Tuesday, Monday. So I left a week ago to drive down to Key West, stayed there for a week, and then I drove back this past Saturday, Sunday. Now, you know, from I'm we're, obviously we're, we're talking about Destin. So Destin is maybe sixty miles from sixty miles west of us will be the Alabama border, right? Yeah. So put us on that border. You know, from as far west as you could drive to as far east, to far south as you can go, I did that for it was about 14 hours, um, 10 to 75, all the way down to Key West, and it was uh, it was quite the experience. You know what I mean? Yeah, man, I, uh, that's a wild place. Have you have you driven yeah. have you driven there before through the Keys? No, that was my first time, man, and I'll do it again for sure because I stopped in a couple of places. Uh, the only place that I stopped to fish was. In the in the Everglades, I got a homie Damien who has a martial arts uh, a martial arts school down in Miami. A good friend of mine, uh, he lives down there, so he fishes. You know this stretch of roads, and he, he gave me some pins to check out. And it was cool just pulling over in the middle of Everglades and uh, just fly fishing. You know, I caught a couple of peacock bass. I caught a couple of gars. Um, I saw a bunch of bunch of alligators down there, and. Uh, yeah, man, it was it was it's a really great time. But you know, the biggest thing that kind of hit me too was that I actually got to see um, the captains for for uh, clean water in effect. I saw all the construction that they're doing down there to to, to fix those problems down there. You know. Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah. So, that's uh, it was, it's a wild area, man. 
Yeah, you know, it, it really is. And then, uh, you know, we get to the Keys and uh, we're working. It was work and play. It was uh, next year's products for Under Armour, shooting that stuff, being in the shoot. I wasn't actually shooting. I was in it and uh, getting to go offshore. You know, it's not something I do a lot of. And I see it on TV. I've watched all these people, you know, fish. And I always wonder why, man, you got these big boats. But I see why because, yeah. you know. We ran like 15 miles and um, there's sections of it where it goes from like 25 feet to 500 feet and then it comes back up for a little bit then it drops back down to 2,500 feet. And I was just like, this is insane to me, you know? <laughs> yeah. Right. You're out there, man. You know? I mean, yeah, you leave you know, Key West and you're leaving land, but it's otherwise, man. It's Yeah. It was – it was uh, it was quite the experience. So out there, you know, they did it. We did the first day. I got like three days of fishing. Yeah. The first day was um, the first day we tro- we we bottom fish, and when I mean bottom fish, it was still like thousand feet of water. So they chummed up everything, and we caught these fish called zeros, and we caught a bunch of yellow tails. Uh, one of the homies caught a caught a uh, mutton snapper. Um, but you know, I just, I, I just like sat back and I, I mean, I fished, but I sat back and I watched a lot and took in a lot of like how they do things there to what I could bring back here, like techniques and stuff like that, yeah, you know? Yeah. Um, so that was really cool. Um, then the next day we did more trolling and, uh, we, we got on to a bunch of dolphins. Like, I mean, it was, it was a ridiculous amount. We hooked into a couple of, uh, Black fins, we couldn't get them to the boat, man, because sharks, sharks just got them. And I mean, it's the middle of nowhere. And uh, then after that, you know, I haven't did any butterfly jigging in forever. And we we went to this one wreck, and it was every drop we were hooked up to these like monsters the size of like huh. I don't know. Let me try to think. Um, I mean, these just ginormous bonitas. You know, I must have caught a hundred of them by number ten. I was done. Yeah, I bet, but, man. <laughs> It was just a really fun time, man. And the, the thing that I dug the most about it is just like when you're in work, I think it's very important to go outside of work and go on other charters. For one, spoil yourself. You know, like yeah. you're you're in this business because you like to fish. So sometimes you just need that reset for other people. Like I didn't even say a word. You know what I mean? I was just like, yo, what do you want me to do? Okay, boom. You know what? I'm nothing. Like naturally, I help clean the boat and all that stuff. But as far as like you know, guiding, I, I just, I was just quiet the whole time, you know, I just enjoyed myself. Yeah. Uh, and I think it's important to, to continue to like stay, I guess, stay motivated, uh, to treat yourself to that and go out and learn about that stuff too. So it was definitely dope. Well, I'll tell you something, man. And, and, you know, it, I guess it depends on, on what you're doing. And I'll tell you what I mean. So like for me, I, I want to learn to fish the panhandle. Right. So I host this podcast. I talk to you guys that all know how to, to, to do things in your respective areas. And hopefully I learn. And then when I go to Destin, whatever, I can apply some of it and have success there. But yeah. that's because that's, I consider that my home water, right? Somewhere in the panhandle is generally where I'm going to be fishing most of the time. But if I go to like Isla Mirada or Key West or just anywhere else, really, um, if you're just screwing around, fine. But if you want to go on a fishing trip, you can do the do-it-yourself thing, but man, hire a guide. Just and and not just for the experience, but just the local knowledge they can give you. And like the keys, right. it's such a different fishery, man. 
Like you're a fishing guide and you can go there and like, it's just your experience will be so much better. You know what I mean? You'll have shots at fish. You'll have, you know, a cool experience versus, you know, trying to figure it out on your own and getting skunked or whatever. Um, that's just my two cents. That's kind of how I try to do it. But, uh, so I know what you mean, man. It's not even just, I mean, everybody likes to kick back on a boat, but just, you know, you go to a place like that and you want to fish Key West, you gotta, you gotta get with somebody that knows how to do it. You know, what's, what's interesting about Key West is that when just the keys in general is the navigating, navigating the keys because, Oh my, everywhere you go is, it goes from like, and if you don't watch the tides, you know, the first day we did the inshore take, And, uh, if, you know, we were going out on an outgoing tide. Right. And so when we got onto wherever we were at, you just watch the tide rip out and you just see all this sand pop up, you know what I'm saying? So if you don't know how to navigate and even when the tide comes up, there's still areas that are inches deep. They're still, you know, to like, you know, a foot and a half to, it's a really, really, it's like the whole area is just a flat, you know, yeah. if you don't know how channels, if you don't even know what channels look like or, na- or channel markers are, like you're going to get stuck. And we did see that quite a bit, but you know, it was, it was cool seeing that, you know, because I believe the keys is where like skinny water originated, started from, you know, and why you have flat spokes. And I could see why. And I guess that's another thing about getting out as a guide and getting out, going to different other places and fishing. Cause like now I get Key West culture. You know what I'm saying? I, I understand why they have this yeah. boat, why they, you know what I'm saying? So I, I get it, you know? Yeah. Yeah, it's cool. I, I mean, watch- for, and, and you're a big, you know, you fly fish a lot in, in salt water and, that's sort of like the holy grail of going down there. Oh. I mean, all the knots, all the techniques, all the things that we know right. began right. start. I, they came up with it there, you know. Right. And I never, you know, of course I watched it, and I, I pay respects to everybody that started, you know, uh, and Homestead, all that stuff. But I never understood it. Right. You just, yeah. You don't. Yeah, I just don't. You know, I was like, okay, I get it. It looks great. It's fantastic. It looks beautiful. But like actually being there, it's like okay, like. I understand why you do this. You know, I understand why you're like, this boat is like that now, you know, because, you know, Destin, it's not, it's not a flats culture down here. Down there, like, that is the culture. (laughs) It's like, you know? Right. Oh, yeah, man. The whole, yeah, the permit, bonefish, tarpon, that, that's a whole, like. Culture, you know? Yeah, like a whole group of people have dedicated, like, their hobby to just chasing those three fish in real shallow water, you know? And I, totally understand it too now you know so it was great seeing that and even in the first day seeing like you know all the bonnet head sharks come around and it, it was a really great experience you know it's uh i definitely will do it again next year and put it on my list of, of, of places to go but you know the drive there I, I had never been to naples and i drove through naples um and naples was a really great area and it's on my radar now to like i could be a winter home too you know because it was just really it was a really pretty area so yeah man uh, we, um, we so we lived in fort myers and when we moved to yeah. fort myers we also the opportunity was we could live in fort myers or naples well i didn't know yeah. one from the other and it just for business reasons that we, we landed on fort myers but we would visit naples and i agree with you naples uh yeah. you know naples is cool man and you kind of have that gateway to the everglades just right, right. The 10,000 yeah. islands and all that. Um, right there, man. So, you know, I was driving through it and just like, it's, it's, a, it's, looks like a fun little city. And, 
you know, at the heart of it, man, I love being in a city or at least a city vibe. You know, I'm, I'm a person that likes to talk to people and I like to, you know, connect people and shake and move and all that, stay busy. So, you know, um, it's definitely a place that I'm going to go visit this winter and fish around and just kind of hang out there. You know what I mean? Yeah. You'll like it in the winter, man. It'll be 75 yeah. degrees. It'll be awesome. Yeah. Speaking of wintertime, yo, uh, what is it? August. So we got about September, October, November, about three months, you know, our, the annual bonefish fishing, the Bahamas is, is coming around with captain Gabrielle. That's the sixth of the 12th. There's only about four more slots left. So if y'all are listening, you want to go fly fishing, Yo, contact the homie because it is an amazing experience in the Bahamas, yo. And that's you said that's December, December sixth to the twelfth. Yeah. Yep. So isn't that the uh, and there's there's significance with that that early December date, right? Like, isn't that when they spawn or something, or right before, right yeah. after? Oh, right. So this is you know the uh, Captain Gabrielle uh, loves the Bahamas, so she picked these dates specifically because they lined up uh, perfectly. Are supposed to line up perfectly with the red, not red, bonefish spawn. When you're going to see all these like these just daisy chains, of, not daisy chains, but these, these big schools of, of of bonefish back to back to back, and like massive areas. school, like like from what yeah. I read, you, there's these you know I guess specific areas you can go to that they it almost funnels them in the way, and it's just these yeah. like ridiculous numbers of of fish like around yeah. that this time of year. So that's that might you know. If no other reason, it's the right time of year, you know, if you're considering right, a trip. Right. You know, she specifically picks these dates, you know, lined up with the tides. Like, I mean, it's, it's very, very detailed. So, you know, check her website out, ladylikeadventures.com. It's under hosted trip tab. Uh, I, I can't wait to go. That's that's my next, you know, 50-meter target, you know what I mean? So yeah. I'm going to be grinding my life away for the next <laughs> I was like, if you don't see me, it's because I'm going to be in front of my computer, on the water, or at the gym. So those are my three destinations for the next 12 months to get ready for the Bahamas and enjoy myself down there. So there's four slots left. Um, I, I promise you guys, you know, you know, check out the, the YouTube we did. Check out our website. It's, it's a trip. I don't need to sell it. It's going to sell itself. So uh, besides that, man, you know, it's just staying busy. Um, yeah. Yeah. Well, you've been doing that, man, for sure. Yeah. So tell, tell everybody, uh, well, you have a lot of things to plug. I will say your social media and YouTube for the content you've been putting out about this stuff that we're talking about, this Everglades trip. You've got tons of, of videos and, and different things you put out kind of along the way. Yeah, it, I didn't record. I did some little stuff on my phone, but I didn't record the – uh, I didn't record a YouTube episode going down there because I honestly just wanted – I know I'm going to go again if it's not this winter the next summer – um, and planning a little better, but I really just wanted to be in the moment as much as I could. And still, I know I have an obligation to share, you know, my life fishing life is, is online. So it's an obligation to share a little bit of it, but I didn't record a YouTube of that. I will, I will do it next year. Cause I really just like, man, you know, the key West is buddy Mary's. I stopped in there, fed the tarpon, fed the, you know, fed, yeah. fed some nice, like, it, it's just like, you know, when it comes to fishing and that stuff, I'm a big ass kid, excuse my French, but I sat there, you know, this dude was cleaning some mangroves, and I was like, yo, I, I grabbed each and, last, each and every last one of them from a feta tarpon, feta, feta uh, nerve shark. But, like, man, I'm fishing through and through. And, and you know, and I, anybody that loves to fish or just loves vacation, it's a, Key West is a great place for a family and, and that, too. You know what I mean? Yeah, so, and, and there's a tremendous yeah. amount of history there, man. I mean, like, you yeah. got Ernest Hemingway, and then there's a lot of stuff you don't realize – 
like connects well, back to that area from those days. It's yeah, wild. Absolutely right. And one thing that I found when I was just kind of Googling stuff around the area is the Saltwater Hall of Fame. So, you know, that's on my radar too. Like ultimately that'd be a lifelong goal, you know, and I, yeah. and I found out how to do it. And, you know, so I didn't get a chance to stop in there, but um, like I said, this year was was more work, and I'll and I'll plan a little bit better next year to keep a day before or a couple of days after to actually go out and do a YouTube and all that stuff too. But it's cool, man. Yeah, you know. Well, cool, so, man. Well, I, I appreciate you talking with us, man, and and bringing us up to date on uh, what you're working on and what you've been doing, and telling us a little bit about the fishing around Destin, because uh, you know, one if we can if we can just suck it up through this heat, I think they're. Uh, <laughs> We're going to get some some nice, some real good fishing and some real good weather here very soon, I hope, you know? Yo, yo, uh, yo, last little thing, yo, my homies, we had this bet, right? We always have this bet every year. Uh, myself, Captain Gabrielle, Captain Brandon, we all bet who can catch the biggest snapper of the year. Uh-oh. And not who, but our clients have to catch the biggest snapper, right? And at the end of the year, it was $50 from each captain or, you know, like maybe a bottle of Crown or something like that. Right. Well. I'm not going to say I won, but I won this. <laughs> oh, is there? Okay. So now any asterisks or anything like that, or just straight up you won? Yeah. Thank you to my clients for helping me out with that. I got a year of bragging rights and trust me, they're going to hear it as much as I possibly can. This was like, Hey, they, they might be listening right now. So <laughs> run, me, run me my money. <laughs> hey, so what was the weight? What was the, the winning weight? It was interesting inches it was an inches and uh i think mine was like 31 and a half gabrielle's was 30 and i think brandon caught one that was like 27 i'm just playing he caught one pretty big too but uh <laughs> you know that's a big snap of state waters yeah I, man it really is yeah. So, and then in like 70 feet, like trying to get that snapper off the bottom without breaking it like that's those are some really really big fish so yeah uh, i and, you know, my season isn't over. I still got a bunch of trips left, but, you know, everybody that's been fishing myself, uh, I appreciate you guys, and thank you. Yeah, man. You know? Yeah. And, hey, man, thanks for, for joining us uh, and, and sharing your experiences with us, man. I, I really appreciate it. And uh, and want to thank everybody for listening, too, because, you know, it's Lionel and I have a good time talking, but it's always nice to know somebody else might get something out of it. So, uh, yeah. so we appreciate yeah. you, you all as well. Lionel, man, let's try to do it again next week and uh, and catch Absolutely. up. I'll, uh, yes, sir. I'll reach out, man. I appreciate it, Lionel. We'll uh, we'll talk next week mm-hmm. again. Absolutely. Yep. Yep.